Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. If you're listening to this on, wait, that's the end of it. We need to start this again. I'm dead serious. No, we we don't. Need to... no just keep it going. I, I didn't mean so to do, pitch. my voice got caught up there, and I didn't want to act like it got cracked, so I just kept rolling with it, and then I totally lost where I was going. Uh, welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James. Nicholas. We are a week. Go ahead. Did I ever tell you what your name is in my phone? No. So, like, when we first exchanged numbers, whenever that was, for some reason in my head, I thought your last name was Hankel without the second E. Oh, okay. I thought it was just H-E-N-K-L, which is what your name is in my phone, Hankel. Without the second E, I don't think I've ever told you that. No, I've I've never known that. I take that's kind of an endearing thing, though, and it takes you're a big man to admit that you had no idea how to spell my last name. I mean, I think I did, but I just yeah, I don't know. Especially because it was that. it was in the at the top of the DM, it was in my handle and in my display name. Yeah, but for some reason, I thought it was absent of a second E, so that's on me. But I'm not going to change it now. You've always just been James Edwards. I should just change it to Buddha at this point. Buddha two, Buddha squared. That's that's lame though. That's played out. Yeah, I guess kind of been there, done that. That would be like if you put like Joe Keep Noah or something for mine. It'd yeah, be like ha ha. Yeah. yeah, James. Yeah. Lottery is in a week. Next Tuesday night it is. on May sixteenth. The Pistons are going to know their fate. We're going to know where we're picking. Uh, we have some plans as to what we're going to be doing for that episode. Why don't you let people know? Uh. So we'll drop this as as normal. You guys will be listening to this on Tuesday or whenever you listen to this show. Um, and then after that, we're going to do probably two emergency pods. So whenever they hire a coach and then whenever the night well, – me and I'll be in Chicago for the lottery. Nick lives in Chicago. I doubt we'll get together and do a pod. Probably not. But, You'll be too busy. Um, we will pod and we'll drop the lottery pod either Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. Yeah, and so then there's, when, there's no there's no point in doing a pod Tuesday morning if we're doing like the only thing that could happen between now and the lottery is they hire a coach. We're gonna do an emergency pod for that, and then there's no point. There's nothing to talk about leading into Tuesday. Aside from that, might as well just push it back a day. Unfiltered speculation. Bringing that segment back for a quick second here. I said a week ago, we said, I should say, that it is definitely warming up and kind of trending in the right direction to where is there a sneaky chance that the new head coach is hired early enough to be sent as a representative to the lottery? Well, with all three of the the aforementioned frontrunners being flown out to Los Angeles this week to meet with Tom Gores, kind of looking like that might be the case. 
I mean, it's certainly possible. I wrote in my mailbag last week that I wouldn't be surprised if they made a hire this week. I would also like to say that aside from the three uh, that I mentioned last week are meeting with Goris starting Monday, today, the day that we're recording. There's going to be one Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, they also have other candidates on retainer that they would like to talk to. If something, if it doesn't, if one of the three doesn't win over Goris, um, and I also think there's, like I said, a possibility that they take their time in the event that somebody who's still coaching gets fired. I still think that's a possibility. So is there a chance that they hire a coach this week? Yes. Is there a chance that they don't hire a coach for another few weeks? Yes. Who cares about the last eight coaches? Let me just rattle these off. Tibbs, no. Spolster's not getting fired. Um, Darvinham, we're, he's first of all, he's not getting fired. I also don't think we'd be interested. Steve Kerr's not getting fired. Help me out here. Mike Malone, not getting... F- mm. I think Mike Malone. Ooh, I, think wait, if yeah. the, I think if the Nuggets don't make the finals, I think Mike Malone gets fired. This is just me speculating. There's a new newer GM. I don't know. I don't cover the Nuggets, but you hear things. I just wouldn't be surprised if they don't make the finals if Malone is replaced. Doc Rivers not getting fired. Even if he does, he's not coming here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that, but Monty Williams could be. I don't think they do that. New owner. That's true. The vibes with Aiden are weird. Is that a Monty? Ah, that is kind of a Monty Williams problem, actually. Just, I think it, of the remaining, I think if two were to get fired, it's Mike Malone and Monty Williams. So that's what we as Pistons fans should root for? I mean, it, I mean, there's a lot, I, I assume, because everybody's just all set on anybody that the Pistons are interviewing now. So That's true. I, I don't know. I guess maybe if you're – if you just want a big name that you know of and can try to make sense of – I don't know. We, well, we talked about it last week. I don't want to get into that again, but – well, there is kind of a new wrinkle in the in the in the fold here, and you're right; we don't have to spend too much time on it. But since the last episode, uh, Bud did get fired, and as upset as it as it made me, you know, of course it, it does make sense and it is fair. So my question here, though, is it does kind of, like I said, it introduces a new wrinkle. There's a new domino that could fall because somebody could argue that the logic now is okay. Well, Charles Lee gets the promotion, right, and he just gets to stay home with all of the guys that already know him. And then we're left with the remainder of Collins or Ollie, right? Does that seem like it could maybe shake out that way? Is there any intel to suggest that that's the case, that Charles Lee is the next head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks? Or are they going to do the Nick Nurse thing that everyone expects them to do? So you know how, like, I guess this is my question. Do you think that, like, so everybody's of the options available, everybody kind of seems to be most on the Charles Lee train, correct? Yeah, per, like of the fans when yeah. you peruse Twitter. Yeah. So if they don't, if the Bucks don't hire Charles Lee, like, are you concerned? No. Okay. Are you if saying he's... that that could show us, like, if they're not hiring? No, him, I'm not. But... I'm not saying concern as in like the Pistons can't get him. I'm saying concern is like, well, if he's this up and coming coach, and they just fired their coach, why isn't? this guy yeah, why aren't people page. vouching for him to be the new head coach just kind of, just a question that is something to chew on isn't it I'd, i think I, if he, yeah if he's not like a front runner for the bucks job 
Well, but I don't, I don't know. know. It's interesting. I don't think that necessarily says anything. I don't think that's a detriment to him because I don't think it's that like shocking to say to a guy, oh, you've never been a head coach before. Guess what? We don't want you at the reins for this championship caliber roster. I don't think that's that crazy. I, if Giannis goes to ownership and says, I want Charles Lee to be the coach, yeah. Charles Lee's the coach. So if he, if Charles Lee's not the coach, Giannis didn't do that. Hmm. Well, then that would be contingent on who they bring, uh, who they bring in. Because if they bring in somebody who is established, right? Let's say they wait this thing out. Mike Malone gets fired, and Giannis is like, "Oh, wait, never mind. Do the Mike Malone thing." Yeah, I would pick him over Charles Lee too. So it, it's contingent on who they pick over him. You know what I mean? I guess, but like, how much does Giannis know about like how good of a, like why would the Giannis's attachment is probably more likely to a guy he sees and works with every day than Mike Malone. Mm, even maybe Mike, you would think even if it's the right call or not you would still think he would vouch for the guy he has a relationship with if he thinks he's ready for it just a conversation i don't think it has anything to do with it. i think there's a good chance if i had to rank the three interviewing for the pistons i would say ollie lee collins collins is last I think so. <sighs> I don't know that for a fact. I'm not in the meetings, but yeah, I, I think so. You know, with the lottery coming up in a week, one thing that I've been wanting to ask you, um, are you finally going to do it this year where you're in the room with Mark Tatum when he's pulling the ping pong balls? Or do you think that it's another year where we could get number one? You got to be by your phone. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be. We have an, I think we have enough athletic writers i think we have one or two athletic writers who do that so i don't want to be like the third in the room like it's just kind of i'd rather just be out and available and start working and stuff like that but um yeah i just as as this goes on and i play with the tankathon thing like i just think they get fourth or fifth it's just what comes up the most yeah obviously percentage wise i'm not trying to be some like doom and gloom guy here if that's even the phrase for it but i feel like there's just kind of been a lot of negative rhetoric on my end from from like maybe the last month or so since the season has ended maybe this season has just turned me into a really cynical hermit i don't know but you know i've been thinking a lot recently about like doesn't it worry you a little bit just a little bit how much is riding on this offseason Because if you really think about it, you can make that face, you can shrug your shoulders, but if you really think about it for two seconds, add Cade to this team from last year, don't do anything else. They're making the plan, really? That's the goal for next year? They're going to make the plan? You have to add X amount of guys who have enough X factor. You have to get the guy in the draft that you actually want, right? Which is out of your control, ultimately. If you're top three, you're gold. We're not having this conversation, right? But when you look towards free agency and stuff, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit. Even then, you're not gold, but go ahead. You have to nail so much to even kind of get into the position that you're planning on getting into. And at, first of all, it does start with the coach, right? So we could get I, off I to a, a slow start I, here. I don't think it starts with the coach. I, I, you're talking about what starts with the coach, the offseason? Yeah. The, yeah, the oh, offseason. Okay, that's fair. At the end of the day, like, I understand the excitement. At the end of the day, for this team to get to where they want, it's the internal development of the guys that are on the roster. Is Cade him? If Cade's him, then 
we're talking about something else. If Ivy's him, we're talking about something else. If Duran's him, we're talking about something else. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, it's about those guys continuing to prove that they are what people think they could be. Was would be would adding Wembenyama or Miller or Scoot help that? Yes, but both all three of those guys are not. I feel so bad for Wembenyama. I do. Yeah, and it's going to be. I I don't know. I get it. Like he's a freak that we've never seen, but the amount of. The NBA seems very certain that this guy is just going to be the greatest thing of all time. And I just don't think he's going to come in and take the world by storm next year. It's just too much of an adjustment for him. Uh, maybe I'll be wrong, but, man, I just I feel bad for the kid if he doesn't – if he struggles out of the gate or anything. Well, that's why the league needs to do their due diligence and make sure he ends up somewhere where the lights aren't too bright, but they're bright enough. You know what I mean? That nice San Antonio residency, if it's not Detroit, of course, is looking pretty shiny. We've talked about this ad nauseum. We don't need to do a whole other five minutes on it. But, you know, give Popovich one last thing to rest his laurels on and he can ride off into the sunset, you know, knowing on the strength that he sort of put Victor Wembanyama on this trajectory that we've all wanted him to be on. You know what I mean? And kind of tr- continue this tradition of dominant bigs in San Antonio under the under the wing of, of pop for the last, you know, 35 years. Um, you know, I think I think it just makes sense. And if I'm the league, I'm I'm definitely rooting for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. I just I just feel bad for women. Yama if if he's just not amazing out of the gate which i just don't think he is going to be and it's not fair to expect him to be just the expectations put on him are ridiculous. like lebron is lebron because he had the most ridiculous expectations set on him and met them all and exceeded him exceeded him that's not normal it's one person that's done that uh i don't know man i just hope the i i hope it all i hope he's mentally I hope he's in a men- uh, like mentally in a great place that he can, if it doesn't get off to a strong start, that he can still like figure it out. I hope he doesn't get rattled easily. James, what do you say we take a quick break, get a word from a sponsor, and then when we get back, we're going to talk more Pistons. Do I have a choice? Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Alrighty, James. Uh, I've been pretty open and honest 
in the last like six months, a lot of what drives the conversation on this show is what Pistons fans are talking about. But specifically what Pistons fans are talking about on like Reddit and Discord. Like those are the two mediums that I kind of draw from the most. Like what are you guys getting into this week? And then usually in the days leading up to the podcast, I'll kind of throw some stuff together. So there's kind of some good news and some bad news here today. Uh, And the good news is the bad news and the bad news is the good news. Okay. The problem, I don't know if you're familiar with the new cultural phenomenon that is Piton. But the I've pro- seen this. I don't, understand. <laughs> I don't understand what this is. So the news here is that like a week ago, there was some AI generated NBA mascots that were making the rounds. And Pistons Reddit fell in love with the one that was created for us. And that was Piton. And so Hooper is no more. Uh, it's just a guy who looks really funny. I don't know how to describe him. He's an enigma. Um, but the problem here is that that's all that they want to talk about. And honestly, after a grueling nine-month season, I'm I'm happy that people aren't ripping each other apart and they're just kind of collectively getting together to celebrate Piton. Um, but, yeah. Gosh, so People th- need to go outside. Well, what else are they supposed to do? You want us to speculate about the lottery for the 100th time? You know what I mean? Go outside. Would you rather them do this or tear people apart over head coaching stuff? Probably talk about Piton. Go outside. Or they could talk about draft prospects, and we already kind of know how that's going to shake out. So go outside. You know, I was thinking to myself, You guys just watched the Pistons win 17 games over seven months. Go outside. It's okay to not talk about the Pistons for a little bit. Are you anti-Piton? Is that what's coming out here? I just don't – I didn't know it was AI generated. I thought it was just like some mascot that maybe like perf- – I thought it was like a story that I could like look into where they had like a weird mascot once in 1978 and they found a photo of it or something. I didn't know what it was. He kind of looks like that. He looks like he was the mascot for like George Yardley. Like- That's what I'm saying. That's what I thought it was. I didn't know. He looks – yeah. I did. I just – I saw like photos floating around and I was just like, what the hell is going on? And then I just went back to what I, whatever I was doing. Probably being a real person and like socializing with real people in real life. You probably like getting your clubs out of your golf bag and just checked your phone really quick. I haven't gone golfing actually during break. I've. Yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't gone golfing. Not I, golf clubs. I've been in these clubs. I, <laughs> I wrote <laughs> I wrote down uh, some stuff. That I was thinking if I had to sort of orchestrate my perfect off season, you know, what would something like that look like? And I didn't get very far because I'm expecting this off season, you know, the stuff that excites me is going to be the stuff that no, but none of us saw coming until maybe like the week or so leading up. But it's stuff that right now we would have no way of predicting that it's going to happen because we your know most, your favorite off season thing is going to be when they sign RJ Hampton to a two way. Hold on. Don't spoil. Don't get ahead of ourselves, James. I haven't gotten to the plan yet. Okay. All right. You're giving right. stuff away. But you know what I mean? We we know that, that Troy likes dabbling in the trade market. We know that he really enjoys flexing in that arena, you know, getting upgrades through virtue of that. So I wrote down a few bullet points here. Um, so the first thing you have to do is you have to win the lottery. You know, got to go get number one. Got to get in that top three. Said it two weeks ago. Um, I do think the vibes are good here on this show for all the negativity maybe that I've had about certain things. I do feel confident telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you did get a top three pick. Congratulations. Um, it's just in the air, right? I just feel it. Four or five, like, we, it's not happening. I disagree, but so the one other, of us will be right. 
the other thing that I wanted to say, which we did talk about, so I'll just I'll just I'll just gloss over this. Um, I said a week ago that it is a much it's much more indicative of a serious franchise if you relinquish the two way contracts that Jared and Buddy have and give them to guys like Eugene and RJ Hampton, right? It just it optics of it. I'm just like, okay, so you guys are being serious. You guys are giving them to two basketball players who are actually good at basketball and have a chance. Cool. Thank you. So do that. First thing on the docket outside of the lottery and outside of the coaching search, change the two ways. Okay. Or go get right, something shiny in the draft. Let's do this a different way. I want to, cause I want to, I want to set you up for this as okay. we set up your perfect off season. Cause as, as you're listening to this, I have a story up on the athletic where I've kind of ranked the 10 best targets for the Pistons free agency. Five unrestricted, five restricted. So check that out. All right, so we're going to start here. Your perfect offseason, all right? Mm-hmm. Who's the head coach? And don't say anything like they they go and get like Tom Izzo, like realistically. No, no okay. I, I want Collins. Okay, so that's your – all right. That's so you want guy. John Collins. All right. No, 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 John Collins, not John Collins. No, I know. Did you say John Collins? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I heard John – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. So, so that's your guy. All right. So Jerron Collins is the head coach. Obviously, we know what pick you want. So we want Vinyama. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. Wait, who? No, who do you want? You're I afraid mean, of Vinyama? No, it's well. We've talked. Look, yeah. We we. I'm not afraid of him, but I think I just I'm infatuated with Brandon Miller. So that's why sneaky. Falling to three is like a best case scenario because then you're just kind of like, even though the content ramp up isn't as fun, but it's also one of those things where it's like, do you really want to be the guy? Really, dude? Do you really want to be the guy in five to ten years who, like, you look back at the Wembenyama draft and, like, let's just say he turns out to be awesome. Do you really want to be the guy who was like, no, I want the wing from Alabama that is in the draft every single year. That guy that's in the draft every year and you can get at pick number three every single year, that's the guy I want over Victor Wembanyama. Like, is that really the, the flag that I want to be planting? Not really. No. All right, so Jerron Collins, Victor Wembanyama. You get a big free agency signing and a small free agency signing. Who are the two? So I wrote down some names here. And big is relative to this class, which isn't very good. Which would be Jeremy Grant. It's probably the most realistic. You want him over Cam Johnson? I don't believe that. You don't believe I, what? I don't think it can. I don't think it'll happen. I do not think Cam Johnson. I will think come Cam here. Johnson's going to Houston. Really? Mm-hmm. So the okay, so that kind of undermines what my logic was going to be. So I maybe think he's. I think I've. You hear things, and I think he's wanted. To, I think he goes to Houston. That's my. If he doesn't stay in Brooklyn, he goes to Houston. Do you think it's because he wants to be like a capital G guy? No, I just think there's something about – I think he likes Houston. Dysfunction? Like, no lack of structure? Not like the organization. Oh, just as like a no state yeah. income tax. Gotcha. See, I, my take was going to be I feel like maybe he's at a point where he's like I've played for a winning team and a half of a winning team. I mean, we'll call Brooklyn a winning team. Two winning teams, right? Maybe he either re-ups or he – I don't know. I just didn't think he would want to go to a team that is rebuilding. I guess unless it would be, uh, like I said, to sort of have that elevated role. So Houston is okay if he wants to do that. That's cool. Um, Yeah, I would go with Jeremy as the big one. And then because what my note was was that we're going to need to go after some wings, right, depending on how things shake out. But, you know, for all intents and purposes. 
you know, check in on guys like Jeremy, Karis LeVert, Gary Trent, and Kyle yeah. Kuzma. Uh, isn't Gary Trent like a – he has like a player option though, right? Yeah, but the, isn't the word right now that the Raptors are like probably not going to do that? Yeah, probably. If it's a, if it's a player option – it's not their choice. I guess that's true. My only thing with the Gary Trent piece of it would be he cannot shoot like 17 shots a game when he's here. I think he was up to like 15 last year. We got to get that down to like 10, 11. Can't, can't be doing that. Fair. Cause I think he's one of those dudes that his first couple years in the league, you're like, does he got, a, I mean, is Gary Trent, does he have a burner? It's like, eh, kind of sometimes a little bit every now and then. I think he's just kind of turned into like I, I I'm not gonna be disrespectful and say like Dion Waiters because he's not that like level of you know but I'm trying like so, Gary Trent I, yeah I don't I wouldn't pay Gary Trent a lot of money I'm just trying to think of somebody who is it like D'Lo Light like he's not a chucker when he shoots it I believe it's going in but it doesn't go in a lot a, I think he's a bit like. A better Malik Beasley. A better Malik Monk. We getting a little warmer with that one? Uh, I think, I mean, he's better defensively. Yeah, okay. And then this last one, major point that I wrote. And again, it's hard to predict like trades because what do you want me to say? They're going to go out and get Bam out of bio. But I do have a. I mean, you're perfect offseason. Yeah, I guess you're right. It says a lot about me that even in my perfect offseason, I was like, nope, can't do that. Can't do the thing that I want the most, even though it is my perfect um, amalgamation of thought. My most, like, my strongest conviction for the next 365 days, okay? And I think I'm going to need a minute maybe to try and roll the carpet out on this take and kind of work out all the kinks. So hold my hand here for a second. But this is for Troy Weaver, okay? Troy, if you're out there, I got a take. I think it's time that Troy stops throwing wrenches in the spokes. Okay. And for the next 365 days, I would just ask one thing from Troy as it pertains to my basketball team, the Detroit Pistons. We got to stop with the flyers. We got to stop doing it. This whole thing where it's like he had this obsession with this guy in the 2017 NBA draft, and he's been, you know, burning out on the Wizards for the last few years, hopping around from the Magic and all these other bad teams. And it's like he thinks he can squeeze a little bit of juice out of him. There's some untapped potential, and we think we can go get this guy, and he could really contribute to the thing. It's fun when it's guys that I like, like RJ Hampton and Marvin Bagley. I like Wiseman. Like, it's cool, right? Every now and then it's cool, but eventually – the guys that you actually brought in need to play more. They need to play over these guys. And I'm not trying to do this thing where it's like. I so mean, they dick. do play. A, they play a lot. They like, do. This. But my thing is like, I'm not trying you to say. You also have to understand the circumstances too, though, right? Like they've just been bad. So why not take flyers? Like now they're not trying to be bad. I don't think it's as prevalent. 100%. 100%. And I'm not trying to, because I get how this sounds like Nick. So you just don't want to take chances on guys that might be actually good for your basketball team. Have they really been though? In like historically so far, what is what is he shooting with that? Fifty percent. The um, Josh was fine. He was fine. It got you Corey Joseph. That's cool. Lyles was good. He just had to play out of position and not for our team. 
Yeah, but I'm saying he was playing out of position when he was here. He was playing like small ball five because yeah. of every all the COVID and everything. Sure, but you know, Bagley's been fine. I think fine. if Bagley was making eight million a year, everybody would love it. And was in the lineup and stayed healthy. Um, Wiseman too early. It's too early. I'm not mad at that yeah, yet. It's too early to tell. Hamadou like, fine. Sometimes, yeah. like nothing has been a nothing has been. For, like franchise altering, but I don't think they're like supposed to be. No, 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 no. I mean, you hope that's the best case scenario. Yeah, you would hope the best case scenario is we definitely want to keep this guy around. This worked. Not like right. I don't know if we give him like five million, it's fine. I guess. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, I get it. I I just don't think that's going to be as prevalent going forward. Like maybe they do one this year. It's fine if you sign them. That's okay. But like, if you like give up oh. assets for them. Then I'm out on it. No. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because right. like, what we're, what were we talking about with Isaiah Livers? Is like, is he gonna have this? And he's not a flyer. That doesn't count. That's he's a draft pick. Like, you know what I mean? But we were talking about is he gonna have this like Frank Jackson arc with me individually in terms of how I viewed him at the beginning versus how I viewed him now? Although I never hated Isaiah Livers and I hated Frank Jackson, and then he ended up being like my favorite player of all time. Sometimes it's fun to watch Troy play this little game where he's like, I've always kind of liked this guy. I'm going to bring him in because a lot of the time he proves me wrong. But then you have guys like Kevin Knox who he brings him in and I'm like, I know what this experience is like. Maybe I'll be wrong, though. And then by the end of it, I'm like, that's just exactly what I thought that experience was going to be. Have fun in Portland. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, again, like you said at the top, Josh didn't work. Knox didn't work. Uh, but they didn't give up anything to get them. They signed both those guys, yeah. And that's what I was saying is if you sign them in free agency, then it's maybe a little bit more palatable to me. But I think for the next 365 days, do not spend a single um, – what's the word? Is tangible asset the word here? Intangible, untangible sure. asset? Don't say asset. Yeah, don't don't spend any assets on guys who we don't know if they're good or not. Doesn't seem like that hot of a take, actually, if you frame it that way. Hey, that guy think, that we're not yeah. sure if he can play basketball or not, maybe don't give up a draft pick for him. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But he hasn't done that yet, though. He did it. Well, I, yeah, I guess I can't be disrespectful and say guys that we know aren't good at basketball. You're right. Like, what asset has he given up? For a reclamation project, I can't think of one. I got uh, other than Sadiq, but mm. Bagley he gave up Lyles and Josh Jackson. Yep. Was there? A, I thought there was a second in there too. That doesn't. But I don't care about that, and that's not serious. I think somebody else got a second. Or gotcha. Yeah. What was the um? What was the Houston thing that they own our pick for? What's that all about? What's going on with that? Remember that? that? Was to get. That was to get Stu. Right. Okay. What is the status of that pick, by the way? When do we owe that? I feel like we, I asked it's you this like, recently. I apologize. It's like top. It's protected for. I don't remember. The, I'll have to look it up and I'll. I don't know. I, I don't have it in front of me, but it's it's not going to convey. Like the only way it conveys anytime soon is if they make the playoffs next year, I think. Okay. Well, let me let me ask you this then. If. Is there something that you, viewing the team from, like, the objective sort of beat reporter through that lens that you have, 
Mm-hmm. That you're looking at this Pistons team and you're like, if Troy wants to have a successful season, I think he's got to take a big swing, put it all on the table, and do like this thing. Like if you had to be a little bit critical, I'm not asking you to say something mean about him. No. But but is there something that you think like, man, you just gotta do this thing? If Jalen Brown becomes available, go get him. Like no matter what. I mean, like you're gonna have competition. I'm not saying like Yeah. You know what I mean? But like you try your best to go get him. While keeping Cade. Do you think, because, you know, the Atlanta thing just makes a lot of sense for, well, for both teams and for Jalen Brown as an individual. And then I would also argue that it's going to be, it might be hard to outbid a team like Atlanta. What do you think? Um, I think, like I've mentioned before, for the Pistons to probably get Jalen Brown, it would have to be a three-team trade where the third team is a team that's ready to rebuild that has a star that can send to Boston and Detroit can send like Bogey and Burks and and then send two or three young guys to Portland or if we're doing Lillard or something like that yeah I don't know I think to jump at the first legitimate star that becomes available like DeAndre Ayton everybody was calling me an idiot I should take a victory lap on that. Everybody's like, the Pistons should do whatever they can to sign DeAndre Aiden. Like, this is ridiculous. Why are they? Come on. He's been getting his, he's been getting a wedgie for the last three weeks. All that war zone adds up, I guess. It's a lot of war zone. Shout out to Devin Booker. Baller. Let's take a break though real quick and then wrap up. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Alrighty, James, we are back, ending this week's episode of The Bun and Cardigan Show. Do we need I... to, is, is there anything we need to talk about that we missed? Oh, the Murphy thing. Uh, they officially fired Rob Murphy after... Uh, the months-long investigation into workplace misconduct with the former female employee. Obviously, they found uh, wrongdoing. And um, 
given I think the nature of the allegations for the protection of the the, the woman, uh, would I, I'd be curious like how many details actually do come out. Um, but whatever the Pistons found, uh, they deemed worthy of, of firing. So that's done. I know that was something that people were wondering, like what was going on with that. But yeah, that that finished up this week. He's officially no longer part of the team. Um, I feel like there's something else. Well, I was just going to ask. I don't know if there's really yeah. any other time that information would really come out about it. You know, like you said, just for the sake of the protection of the victim. But I imagine the next time that Troy's in front of a podium, someone will probably bring it up, right? Yes, I would imagine so. So everybody can just wait till then and then see what he says about it. I would imagine, at least if nothing else, it seems like they did their due diligence on this and got his ass out of there pretty quick. Well, I don't know about pretty quick. I don't know like how, what the investigation entailed or yeah. X, Y, you know what I mean? Obviously, it, he was let go in, what was it, October, or on leave since October, and it's now May. So I don't know what all that entailed, but, um, yeah, I mean, obviously whatever they found, they deemed fireable. So. Unsalvageable. Sicko. Uh, James, one thing I did forget to mention about Cade. Yeah. Are you, you entering know, the, the three-on-three tournament? Is there a three-on-three tournament, like at LCA? Are they doing that again? You haven't seen that? No. No. Uh Ashton and Cannon are holding a three on three. The winner, I think, the winner gets like four grand. Really? Yeah. Are we lacing up? Who's our third? Check Ashton's. Check Ashton's Twitter. If I don't know, sign up might be over, but yeah. Oh, nah. We can put in a word. We'll get Johnny in on it. You, me, Johnny Kane. I'd get Bryce. Oh, you're right. Well, he could be the coach then. No. Oh, he's tall though, right? He played D one. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, where am I in on, in on this? You're the coach. Okay. I went to the Avery Johnson School of Hard Knocks. I can, I can, I can get a shot off at a phone booth. Let's relax. I've seen the clips. The clips of me at an NBA G League tryout. Is that what you're referring to? When I was making yeah. shots, and nobody scored on me. Is that what you're talking about? Those clips, where you were making shots in like layup line. You didn't hit a shot in the scrimmage. We didn't do a layup line because I can't make layups with my left. Did you really sit out of the? Did you really sit out of, like everybody's doing layup lines? You they didn't. Like, there wasn't. Out? There wasn't actually a layup line. The only thing that I sat out of uh, was I had just gotten swatted like into like physically my body got swatted into the ground. So I went over and got some water, and I was supposed to go twice in a in a certain drill. Only went once because I needed. Uh, I need a I need I was legit gassed from stretches. We were going up and down the floor doing our calisthenics, and I was like, I, I need a I need a minute, DJ. Yeah, I don't know. I think you can coach. You can be our coach. The funniest. You can get your, you can get your horns and your. Oh uh, yeah, I, my hammer Spain pick screens. and rolls, my hammer plays, yeah. Spain pick and yeah. rolls, and and three my horn three, sets. Three on three horns. Are they doing it? Where are they doing it? Because if it's Ashton, would they let him do that at? Surely Cade's going to, like, swing no, by No, no, it's something. not like that. I mean, they're saying there will be special guests. I don't know. They didn't, like, say names specifically. But, yeah, if you haven't, go ahead and check their uh, – check Ashton's Twitter page out if you're interested and you haven't seen it. 
I was the one thing I wanted to say about Cade really quick was I, I went I went back and I was watching some stuff that he was doing last year because I don't know I think it's easy to forget like that he's actually really good, you know it's just kind of in your head like yeah I know he's good like he's not gonna be back for a while I know he's good it's fine but then you go back and watch like just the control he had over his midi, dude like watching him play watching him just float from seventeen that's so pretty man. Yeah. I said it before and I'll say it again. The most impressive thing to me about Cade was when the season started, he was struggling at the rim, finishing oversized. So he countered that by getting to his midi and just hit every mid range shot. Yeah. All of them. So kind of just shows how being able to look in the mirror and, uh, and figure it out on the fly. Shout out to shout out to uh high IQ. Cade Parker Cunningham. Uh, I'm wearing an Auburn crew neck. On this day to support the recently departed Peyton Thorne, Rip Bozo. Why, why are you supporting him? Because are you actually wearing an Auburn crew neck? I can't see. I'm so for real right now. You I see mean, it's it? kind of fire, but it's you like Auburn. it? Like, who well, I Auburn? had this before he transferred, and I put it on this morning. It was like, oh my god, I'm wearing this for Peyton Thorne today. Are you yeah. are you aware of the whole conspiracy theory behind all of that? Yeah, I saw what, I saw what was said that. Uh, you talking about involving Keon Coleman and Jaden Reed? Yeah, I don't know about Jaden Reed's part, but I knew I heard Keon Coleman just didn't want to play with Peyton Thorne, but then he ended up going to see Auburn. So you're right there. So the word here's the story, right? And I don't know if this is true. Let's do some some um, unfiltered speculation, okay? No aggregator, so that you can't really aggregate an aggregated report. Aggregate Inception saw Inception for the first time finally the other night. Anyways, I'm getting off track. So Jaden Reed goes in the second round to the Packers. Stealth word is that he could have gone a lot higher, been in that Quinston, Quentin Johnston, Jackson Smith, and Jigbo range, if only he had a better quarterback throwing to him. Okay, Keon Coleman catches wind of this, enters the transfer portal. Then a week later, Peyton Thorne hears this too and is like, okay, so I lose K-9 a year ago and two of my best receivers in the same offseason, one through virtue of draft and one through the virtue of the transfer portal. I'm out of here. It's deuces from Peyton Thorne. I'm not doing this. He enters the transfer portal. Then Keon Coleman hears, oh, Peyton Thorne's in the transfer portal. That means Michigan State's actually being for real. They're going to either start Caden Hauser, who's good, or Noah Kim, who's a saint. So, like, maybe I'll come back. So, fingers crossed, Keon Coleman comes back. Yeah, I've heard a variation of that. So, shout to, hopefully Noah Him is is the guy. I know everybody <laughs> likes Hauser, but – I mean, I'm I'm rolling with the guy who, whenever he he's thrown three career passes and they're three touchdowns, so give me, I want Noah Hill. Pretty special, yeah. It's one of those and maybe just like really cool to have like an Asian quarterback. Right. Like you just don't see that enough. Like that's cool. Like I don't know. You just, I can't think of like Alabama's gonna have one this year, Notre Dame, because he transferred from Notre Dame. What was the guy from Hawaii? Tommy Chan or Tommy? It was a while. The only Hawaii quarterback I can think of is Colt Brennan. It was before him. It was Tommy, Ch- Tommy Chin, Tommy Chan. Mm. Um, he ended up. I think he got drafted late. Tommy. If it's like not anything like that, Timmy Chang. Timmy Chang. Yeah, Timmy Chang. Uh, he was yeah. I think he was Chinese Hawaiian or something like that. But yeah. He was putting up numbers at Hawaii. This was like mid-2000s, I think. 
think we did a whole spiel about this actually during the season last year. I think in my entire life, because then I did a mental exercise, I've only ever had, since I've watched Michigan State football, I think it's only been white quarterbacks. I can't think I was of talking, one who wasn't. I was, talk, I was talking with Colton the other day. Um, actually, Timmy Chang. Still, in, still looking in on this, huh? Still not well, too trying, sure. I'm trying to make sure. Uh, he got arrested for robbery. All right. Well, could we'll be worse. I mean, it could be like Keith Apple. It could be worse. I mean, yeah, it can always be worse. Uh, I was talking with Colton about this. I think Hendon Hooker is the first black quarterback the Lions have drafted since Charlie Batch. I, I was, Charlie Batch was the only one I could think of. I mean, there was like Ro- Rodney Pete. I think the Lions drafted Rodney Pete. I can't remember. But Did we draft Charlie Batch or was he just here? I think they drafted Charlie Batch. You got to Google this now, too. Yeah, I want to be accurate. <laughs> Charlie Batch. The only thing I want to say about Peyton Thorne, really quick. I know a lot of you guys who listen to this are Michigan fans. And you don't really care, but stay with yeah, me on this. Second round pick. I forgot he went that high. Wow. Second round. Second round pick out of Eastern. It's I didn't know he was the second round pick. It's not really going to shock me that much if Auburn is decent because Peyton Thorne is like maybe the best quarterback in Alabama right now because if he might be better than Jalen Milrow and Tyler Buckner, like if we're being honest, if you put the right guys around him, right? Because we've seen – He sucks, man. He sucks. He's not good. Point blank period, he's not good. But we've seen what two years ago – dude, if he has an NFL caliber running back behind him and NFL caliber receivers next to him – Right. It's the SEC. These guys grow on trees. The difference is he is now also playing SEC defenses. He is going to get respectfully lit up. And I cannot wait to see them be like they're either going to be four and eight or like nine and three. And it's going to blow our minds because Auburn fans are like, oh, my gosh, we got Peyton Thorne. Pump the brakes. Settle down. When he sails an eight yard dig and it and it flies into the safety's caress. And he houses it to make the score forty-two to seventeen. It's not going to be that fun. Yeah, that's fair. Can I? Can we end on one Pistons thing as it pertains to Ali, Kevin Ali? I just kind of want to say this. I think everybody's frustration with the Ali noise is: why are we hiring a coach that name hasn't been popped up, hasn't popped up in other searches since he left? Like, how do we? How do people just know that? Like how like how do they infer that like he could they be correct that nobody has tried to uh nobody has tried to acquire him in any way? Could yes, they could. Could it also be the fact that the man was red listed from college hoops and then won a lawsuit that won like how much did he win? Fifteen million? Eleven, I think. Maybe he just wanted to chill. <laughs> he had 11 million coming. Could be. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, people's def- – my whole issue with the coaching search is the definitiveness in which people are speaking. I Everybody it, knows everything nowadays. It's just – I think the reason Ke- have... the reason Kevin Ollie didn't get any NBA stuff is because he's terrible. I, okay, you, how do you know that? I think it comes down to we live in a in an in this increasingly digital age where information is available um, through many mediums, right, at any given moment. And the conflicting information at times will turn people's brains. And this isn't targeted at anybody. This is more just a commentary about sort of where, how we live now. 
um, and this isn't technically new. It's been going on since like print has been available. Um, I mean, we just see but, it way more now. But everybody's the smartest person in the room. Being told something that's true, like a fact that you won't believe because it's not aligned with the thing that you want to be true. Oh man, story of my life. I got called all weekend. I got called a Pistons agenda guy because I told him Kevin Ollie is the front runner. You're like yeah. you, you and the Pistons are going to regret this. I'm like, what the hell do I? What do I? I don't give a shit who the coach is. You're playing FIFA, bro. You're like you're just chilling. It's summertime. You're chilling. You don't care. As, as I said before, my checks are the same. Eighty-two and 0, 0 and eighty-two, baby. If I'm the coach, or if Kevin Ollie's the coach, doesn't I'm gonna do my job because I love what I do. I so the, my biggest issue with people is when I have my integrity like be questioned. Like that's when I like you see me like be snarky online. It's like when my integrity is questioned. Because I take my job very seriously. I think I'm very good at my job. I take pride in what I do. Like, but for people telling me like I'm putting a like I'm I'm spinning or I'm working for Goris because I said that the Kevin Ollie's a front runner, like, or I said that, or I said I could understand, or I can understand why I can understand why. Or I can't understand why somebody says it's a good or a bad hire right now, if that happens. Like, I just don't understand why I'm holding their water by saying, I don't, am I supposed to, I think fans want me to, like, write something that's like, how dare the Pistons hire Kevin Alley, my column. I don't know if he's good or bad. So, I'm not going to go out on the ledge on either way, and then he does the opposite. There's coaching. Nobody knows about with coaching. Nobody knows unless they've seen these guys years. Like we know about Spo. Phil Jackson left Jordan and Kobe, and he struggled with the Knicks. Like you just don't know, man. Coaching is such a wild card. You don't know until you know. He was in the I front just office. Get, but I just I get your point. He coached the Knicks for a second, didn't he? He tried to implement the triangle with like Raymond Felton and whoever I he else coached it was. that team for a little bit. Uh, but that's just like I just when my integrity gets called into question is my biggest is when I get pissed because I don't I'm not gonna I my job isn't to be the hot head reactionary like that's the fans job I I don't know if Kevin Alley is a good coach I don't know if Charles Lee is a good coach I don't know if Jaron Collins is a good coach we'll find out I'll find out when you guys find out yeah this is a, this is actually a good way to frame this all the vitriol that people have that's being directed towards you should actually be going towards me. Because I'm the one that's supposed to be like, the Pistons have made an egregious hire this week. What do you mean that that Kevin Ollie is a front runner? This I sound like Ben Shapiro. I don't know why I'm doing this impression. But like I'm the one who should be going to bat for the fans, right? So I guess if anything, I'm the one that should be posing these questions to you. Like, why would they do this? Even if I don't, I guess, believe it. But then it's just against my convictions because I'm not going to say something that I don't believe. The only thing out of everything that was said to you on Twitter, the you know what the only thing I was pinged on was was the guy who called me Wonder Boy twice. Thanks for listening to the was, show, guy. I thought he was referring to Amari. Well, he said you and Wonder Boy sat there for an hour and gassed him up. So I just assumed he was talking. Maybe he was maybe I was projecting. Maybe I was just hoping. I thought I, I saw that Wonder guy Boy. in like Omari's replies one day, but maybe I'm wrong. How did we gas him up? Because we talked about him winning a natty, and he was like, oh, but that was an asterisk year. It's like, yeah, I guess, because he was letting 
unauthorized players use the facility. I guess it's an asterisk. I think they're saying it's an asterisk because it was Calhoun's players that also Kevin Ollie helped recruit because that's what assistant college assistants do. Hey, but again, maybe I'm not Wonder Boy. Maybe I'm projecting here, and I just I don't, wanted to be Wonder Boy. I just don't understand how laying out facts is spinning and projecting, and that's maybe later on this summer we'll have like a therapy episode where I just kind of like. I don't want to bitch and moan. Let's let's get out of here. Album. Um, I have one we... off the riff, off the rip, because Matthew, this is a Matthew submitted album this week. Go ahead. So Matthew wanted me. He sent me a text the other day. He goes, "When you guys do an album for the next episode, can I can I give a submission?" Yeah. And I said, "What is it?" And he is going with the Kendrick Black Panther album. And he said there are he said he was listening to it at the gym and there are no skips. So he's just going with that. All right. Shout out to Matthew. Um, I'm going to go with Outcast Equimini. Good summer album. You know, it's almost Gemini season. It is. We are like two weeks away from that. And that means it's almost my birthday. July. Twelfth. Twelfth, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, July twelfth, right? Nope. Hold on, my sister's is July sixteenth. Gemini is Gemini is not Gemini season is May and June. June twelfth. Nope. June sixteenth. I guess we'll find out. The month June sixteenth. The month of the month of June. June sixteenth. Every episode, you're going to be like, "Happy birthday, dude!" And I'm going to be like, "Maybe." It's June sixteenth. It is. Yeah. I get I get July my sister's July sixteenth. Give me some give me some slack. Cut me some slack. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't, know, this... you don't know my birthday. Sealed and signed, she's not my lover like oh, Billy Jean, but the right, kid right, is right, mine. Right, March right. 14th. My birthday just happens to be your favorite Drake song. All right, come on. It's it's What you were, year? You were born in nineteen it was either ninety or ninety one. Fuck or F you. Not that old. Are you 92? Yeah. Oh, you're 31 this year. I'm sorry. The math in my... I wasn't thinking about what year it is right now. I apologize. I'm going to be 25. Man, a 25 and a 31-year-old. Sometimes I think we're like the same. And then I always remember you have like just years of experience on me. Do you wonder... Matt Ishbia just tweeted. Do you want I thought you were going to say just like... Yeah, go ahead. What, what Live reading this... of a Matt Ishbia tweet. <laughs> what is this? Well, I only saw it because... Woj uh, retweeted it. Great win for the Suns last night in an amazing series so far. That should be... That should be and is the only story. Suspending or finding anyone over last night's incidents would not be right. I have a lot of respect for Jokic and don't want to see anything like that. Excited for Game Five, Ghost Suns. Oh, this is about the ball thing. He's gonna get, he's gonna get fined. Jokic got a tech. He's gonna get fined. Ishbia will get fined, and that'll be the end of it. Chump change. He'll just like sell some offshore. What I don't know what Matt Ishbia does. What's his job? What's his like? He's not entre- gonna. He's not gonna sell anything. He's gonna reach in his pocket. What are you talking about? Yeah, but he doesn't have that in cash. It's all liquid. Fam has 25K in cash. You think so? What do I think? Fam, what? Just like on him? An NBA. I'm not trying to rob him, but. You don't think Matt Ishpia could go get out $10 million out the bank right now? In cash? Yes. No. On everything I love, I don't think he could. Close this out. <laughs>
for how much he just spent on the team, bro, he's scraping. He's scraping to get by, 100%. What does he do? What does Matt Ishbia do? He owns United Wholesale Mortgage. I, so he's a so he's he's in, in the charge of the housing your bubble right basketball now? team. Oh, that's right. Where that's the patch. I've never known what that is because I'm not a homeowner. <laughs> I thought let's close because I thought you were gonna say something else when you started that. <laughs> that sounded wild when that came out. Let's wrap it up. Come on. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. We will catch you guys in the next one.